you coming back in here with dusty jerseys. I want to see you coming back in here with bloodstained jerseys now. Look at anybody go and sit and have a pint with those boys after that. And the referee is looking around and acting as Mickey. Tell the children to play tennis or something. If they want to play tennis, go and play tennis. We had Storm Kira. We then had Storm Dennis. But ladies and gentlemen, Storm Mick has just arrived. He's back. Mick McCarthy, welcome to the three-man weave. Your first three-man weave of the brand new year. Yeah, back in for 2020. Yeah, you thought... I, I just like... Look, sometimes the top players have to take a few weeks off during the league just to kind of like winter dwell, you know, and then kind of come back in and ease myself into full pace before the championship. Now, give myself enough game time, but like... like you don't want to waste a talent like me in the early stages. Yeah, exactly. PJ I Brown. hate to be a pedant here, but I thought Storms went alphabetically and changed gender. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So the next Storm is Storm. I'm going to guess it, Emily. Could be. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be an Irish name because one week. Emer. I was thinking Emer. Yeah, because one week the Irish Met Office or whatever it is gets to name it, then the next week. The UK one does. So Dennis was UK, but Kira was Irish. Right. So did we get 50% representation there? Apparently. Because Ireland are doing well out of that. <laughs> I overheard somebody say something about that to somebody else. And I'm going with that as fact. That's what <laughs> you want to do when you have I a sound, microphone in front of yeah, you, Mark. I sound, it's good I sound, enough for me. I sound extremely... I was just there to go, geez, I sound really collected and knowledgeable here. When, that could be absolute so, nonsense. So for the listeners, not... Uh, Facts that you've just heard that we trust is uh, PJ's one about the alphabetical order and changing gender. Facts that might be true, but also might not be. Mark's one about the Irish and English taking turns to name them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, fine. But welcome along to the three-man weave. That's the kind And of who does it, by the way? Is it your man who used to do the weather, like the... Who's going there? Uh, Jared Fleming. Yeah, does he, does he go around... Does he name them? Or, or like John, Eagle, John Eagleton. John Eagleton? Was that John? No. Is it, I don't know. I don't know, to be honest, but... You, everyone knows who I'm talking about. Like, cause yeah. he doesn't do the weather on telly anymore, so he must be doing something else at the Met office. One of them retired last year. Oh, I that think, was him, I think. Yeah, I think Jared Fleming retired. Yeah, Johnny was retired like this. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> look at it's a lovely day outside. The weather. We're laughing here, like, in Jesus, we must get out with the show. But the weather was the main talking point of it. The GA weekend. I mean, Jesus Christ! It was. If if there wasn't rain, wind, then there was rain. And it, hail, then snow, then the, there was everything. It's not the it's not the middle of February in the GA world unless I'm seeing videos of goalposts wobbling it wobbling <laughs> in the wind. It's it's a, it's nearly a cliche at this stage. I, I think my favourite was Hyde Park. There was a there was a hurl, the Rothcommon hurlers were playing there, and it did look very bad. I don't. I think that that was the the one from uh, Hughes Park as well. In yeah. it, that, oh that, my was, God. that was not Stay quite not Park. quite as bad, but. It is a marker of this type time of year. Yeah, I particularly enjoyed the Limerick Waterford game getting called off on Saturday to be to be postponed until the next day Sunday, which so clearly was never going to happen. <laughs> but they were just confident. Yeah, I was like, oh, we'll just put it back twenty four hours. We'll play that now Sunday. It'd be grand, you know. No, no, that's uh, won't. On this week's show on Three Man Weave, we will be talking about the weather indeed and the impact it's had on scheduling and and some of the games that actually managed to go ahead, how it affected them and. Uh, how didn't some of them? There were no real upsets at the weekend, but there were a lot of tight, game, more tighter games than you would have expected. Um, that's in the hurling and football. I don't know if you call it an upset, but Cavan beating Leash by ten points. We're sure we talk about that as Jesus. well. Um, four oh, minutes. Oh <laughs> four minutes, VJ. What, what took you so long? I look at. I, I got distracted by the weather, which is a common occurrence. Your, your second favorite as, topic. I was about to say, as a Cavan man. <laughs> number one on your list of topics to conversation has to be the weather that's the icebreaker you know not a bad day 
No, no, no. It was a bad day yesterday, though. Oh, yeah. It's here. It's going to be bad tomorrow. <laughs> and then you get into the football talk. But anyway, <laughs> when we do that, we'll be chatting about the possibility of the black card in Hurling. And also, because it was obviously a quiet weekend, there were a whole pile of games to react to. I've got a very special quiz for this week lined up. It's called National League Final, Higher or Lower? Right? PJ, I've explained this off air to him a bit. I think he vaguely understands the concept. Concept. Mick hasn't doesn't have a clue what's going on here, so I'm going to explain it to you, Mick. We're going to play a game. I'm go, I have put down a list of 19 counties. Now it could be you know Galway hurlers, then Galway footballers, that kind of way. Yeah. Split up, and I. It's going to be. We're going to start on one. Say it was, for instance, the Cavan footballers, and they were in the National League final, Division One, seven times. And then you have to guess whether the next one on my list, I'd say who they are, obviously, whether they're high, <laughs> whether it's high or lower. Right, gotcha. And yeah. but the thing is, it's not who can be on the thing the longest. It's who's in control of the board after number 19 is the winner. So you could be in control of the board for all 19 of them and get the last one wrong and the other person's the winner. This is all, this is all set up for somebody turning this table over at the very end of it in, in, ang- in anger. This is all and set up for somebody. it's got to be you. <laughs> but lads, the weather. I, what's going on? Like, sure, like, there's two ways of looking at this, right? It's very hard to be pissed off, and <laughs> it's, not, it's easy enough for us to be pissed off, we generally are. But in terms of that, you know, it's in the lap of the gods, these storms, what can you do? It's just the weather. But at this stage, we're going to stop, have to stop having National League games in the middle of February. Because well, we only recently started having National League games in the start of February, is kind of one of the issues, or, you know, like January, February. The intercounty calendar has been pushed forward. There's look, we can talk for all the reasons in the world as to why it happens, and you know that the club game has to be looked after. And basically, what the GA seems to have done is completely undermine the intercounty season with no real improvement in the club season at the same time. And everything, to be honest, just seems all over the place. There's no business like may fine maybe this week happens and that's the start of the league anyway. You know what I mean? As opposed to week four, but the, like. You're asking for trouble. You're asking for weekends to be rained off or winded off, as the case may be, this week with the current system that they have. And they're very little room for manoeuvre. So there's like one week for these games to be replayed now. Um, and if that doesn't happen, we're into the kind of farce of a couple of years ago again where you have a burn Cup matches being played, um, you know, the same day as the Leinster final or whatever it is like, you know. So look, to me, the whole thing, you know, it's based on a massive structural mistake. Um, the weather's going to be the weather. You're going to have games called off, whatever. But like we're into kind of like semi-serious stage of the thing now. You know, you're halfway through the league, and sure, it could only be expected what happened at the weekend. Like there's just there's just too many games. Like Anthony Daly did say last night, you need to get rid of the quarterfinals in the hurling. <laughs> you need to get rid of everything. Pretty much, you, you obviously right, have you have right. to play a final in the in the hurling. But like in the football, I I don't see the reason for finals at all. Why why bother just Whoever, whoever finishes top of Division 1, Division 2, they're the winners. And that's it. They go up. Or are you a Division 1 champions? And that's it. I never even thought of that because, like, obviously, keeping an eye on the Cavan Leaf game and then also there's the other um, Wicklow and Sligo and Offaly and Loud at the weekend football games that were had been postponed for the week previously. And, like, that has such a massive impact on the rest of the league. Like, it's not... Like, the same happened, I remember, a few years ago with Cavan, with Tyrone up in Oma, where Cavan now are going to be playing three weekends in a row where other teams are only going to play in twice mm. so, and same with Leash and same with all the other teams um, the other four teams you mentioned and like in all these divisions where relegation and promotion is so important 
come the third game, they're out on their feet, third game in three weeks, whereas the other teams that had that week off were only in their second game. Mm. So, like, this is a serious impact. And I was thinking, oh, well, you know, it's all this big rush to get it done before April. But it's also, if you think about it, a massive rush to get it done before the league final that nobody cares about. All the teams in Division 2 are only worried about getting up to Division 1. Or not going down to Division 3. Yeah, exactly. So, and the same in Division 3. Like, awfully, granted, that was a great win for them against Loud at the weekend. But what is the impact of that win going to have, or that game going to have on them in three weekends' time? So, I don't know. You know, there is the... What we always hear is the day out of Crow Park for these lads. I, I, like, I don't know how, how much it actually means to them. Unless it was like a rare example like you had last year with Leitrim playing there in the Division 4 final and Imla Mulligan finally got to play in yeah. Crow Park. The, but th- those, those events are very few and far between. So like, why have these finals at all, like you said? Yeah? But then the other thing is that we're just off the back of, I, I'm sure, I'm actually 100% sure because it was me that was saying it on the Build Up podcast before Christmas. We were literally on a podcast giving out about the fact that the best club games of the year are played in terrible, terrible mm. conditions weather before Christmas. So I don't know what we're, we're just going like, to you know, move may- the whole country to Marbella or something. But maybe it's less games. Like uh, The fact of the matter is, though, that like th- there was no business. The people who would have watched Claire and Niche yesterday, there was no business in there being a game of hurling played in that weather or somebody said a game of hurling or even football you know because <laughs> <laughs> the lesser of the the lesser of the two sports when it comes to the need for uh, perfect weather you know but like it is kind of true like you know there was puck outs that couldn't go past the 45 you know and then you'd have Tony Kelly you had Tony Kelly scoring points from uh, I think it was 400 the, yards yeah. <laughs> yeah above in Galway <laughs> so I don't know like I mean for me, I think it just comes to an original sin of the fixtures again. And we can't keep going on about it all the time. Like, I was going to say at the start of this, you know, one of my, uh, you know, New Year's resolutions here in the middle of February for uh, the, the new GEA season is to be a little bit less negative and kind of accentuate the positives more often. But then the first week we're on, we come in after, like, you know, a load of terrible games played in the storm and... You know, the next conversation we're going to have is about the cynical nature of hurling and what needs to be done about it. So it is hard sometimes to be positive, but I just, I don't know. I wish there was a kind of a, a more of a central thinking, rip up the script and start again that doesn't kind of just lean too much towards one side. Like, you know what I mean? So while club players are the beating heart of the association and need to be looked after and stuff like that, that we don't undermine the fact that the vast majority of GA fans, which include club GA players mostly, want to see proper inter-county um, uh, competitions and will go in their thousands and thousands to these games in a way they won't go to club games. And why are we trying to just play it all off in the space of eight bloody weeks over the course of a season and play two tournaments? You know what I mean? It's just like this this sort of like race to the finish line that we're constantly on at the moment. I don't think should be the solution. I understand trying, wanting to fix it, but is this the way to do it? For me, it's nothing but problems. I don't see any benefit of it. I also find it very hard to be that interested at the moment in in the hurling league in particular. Football league always just seems a little bit kind of more important. So it kind of no matter when it's played, you do seem like that. There's you know there's a, there's a there's a, a cachet in being a division one team or division two team or so on and so forth. So it kind of naturally matters a little bit more. But for the hurling league in particular, it just feels like this sort of like preseason tournament at the moment. I say that you say that, but yesterday it really felt like Wexford and Kilkenny meant something. 
Yeah. Like, where he came down there right at the end. It was because it was, it was a good Wexford. crowd as well there yeah. as well, wasn't there? Yeah. It was because it was Wexford and Kilkenny, and this is like turned into a serious, serious rivalry now. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, though, from maybe from a neutral's point of view, you know, it's yeah. like that. That's like as in, if, you know, if that's a game that's played a month later, and we're like, you know, and we're not, we're not heading into a really, really get this league played off as quick as you can, and then we'll take two months off, and then we'll start the Munster and Leinster Championships. You know, that's sort of it's so broken up now it just doesn't feel like there's it doesn't feel real life yet I suppose for a neutral I think if you're a Wexford fan or a Kilkenny fan you're playing each other in this local rivalries and it wasn't too bad down in Wexford compared to some of the rest of the places like um, it, that first half was it, I think Wexford won that game because, because of the Kil- wind. Kilkenny were playing into a wind that was slightly stronger than the wind that uh, sorry that Wex- Kilkenny in the first half were playing yeah. into a wind that was slightly stronger than the wind that Kilkenny played into. Yeah. Sorry, that Wexford played into. It was, uh, th- you could see like P- Paddy Deegan was like poking up, trying to poke a ball from his half back line. It went, it went <laughs> about t- 30 meters. It went about 30 meters, then it came back another 10 towards him. Yeah. And you've been in Wexford Park, haven't you? Like, yeah. It's yeah, basically yeah. in the sea. Yeah. You know really, what I mean? It's, close, not, yeah. it's not the time, of, it's like it's windy at the best of times down there. Like, you know, I, I, that's I, why I thought they, despite how mad it was, I thought, considering the venue, I actually thought they got away with it a little bit compared to some of the rest of the way. I was, I was at a game there during the summer, I think it was two years ago now, and. James Gehill, it was uh, Galway and Wexford, and James Gehill was pucking the ball down on the large square of the, of oh, the, on the Wexford remember large that square. Like, Saturday yeah. evening game, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, wasn't, it was a little bit windy. It wasn't even that windy. Yeah. Liam Oak McGovern missed the same point three times. I believe. Yeah. Yes, yes. Or twice, maybe. Well, yeah. yeah. But this Wexford and Kenny, it is turning into a serious rivalry. I don't know if Crow Park seems to be a sort of a, a stumbling block for Wexford, but. Well, they bet them in the Leinster final there last True. year. Like, yeah, Jeez, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, no, I think the stumbling block is, or, or the thing is now it's starting to be that Wexford have the number. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, like that, that's, Wexford could, it's funny, there was a, there was a situation in Galway beating Mayo all the time in, uh, in football a few years ago, where I remember somebody saying like, you know, that this is a fact now, Galway are a better team than Mayo, because they've beaten them the last four times they played or something like that, but Mayo would always go Good to the All-Ireland final, final yeah. or whatever. And it's like, I think there's a similar situation here. I don't think you can categorically say Wexford are better than Kilkenny, but I think at this stage, they, like, You'd fancy them in any 50-50 battle yeah. against each other, like you know. I that, that game during the summer, I can't wait for it. It's on yeah. the Nolan Park, June thirteenth. I think I think it's the final round of the the Leicester Championship. Oh, what a game! Be a dead like, same last year. Like I, I thought that game until they discovered that they needed a draw. Wexford probably had enough in in them to beat Kilkenny that day. As yeah. Well. Until end up in a situation where did we ever discover whether they actually knew that or just assumed it and could have actually ended up screwing themselves over? Because it could have yeah. ended up where Wexford were out if there was know, a draw yeah. on the Galway-Dublin game. I don't know. Anyway, it was, <laughs> it, was, it was a hell of a game. Wexford were better yeah. than them that day and then they yeah. were better than them again in the final. I think yeah. it's probably fair to say and then they beat them again this week. You know, they, They've had we, a lot of wins over Kilkenny in the last few years. I think it's they're unbeaten in six. Wexford are unbeaten in, in six against Kilkenny. That game was... I, Despite the weather yesterday, I really enjoyed that game. Yeah. It was, especially Wexford short game, it was it, it, it suited playing into the wind. It's like you would have a lot of hurling purists who don't like, like that style, but I've it, it, to me, it's, it's a really enjoyable game to watch. Teams actually keeping possession and yeah. not just like pucking it down. Like it's smart, just not pucking it down on the, on, like, on the top of uh, what would be a very dominant. Kilkenny half back line. They're, yeah. they're, it's smart hurling, and I really enjoy watching it. Watch Wexford against Clare a couple of weeks ago, and like to be honest, they were just like 
it was like they weren't up for it at all, you know. But then you see, geez, you bring back four lads on a team like that, you yeah. know, like under four of the experienced lads, obviously led by Lee Chin, and you're just like, geez, this is a different team altogether. And then you, it was the first time this year I've thought of them as like, geez, this is a team that should have been in the All Ireland final yep, last year, definitely. you know. And they're uh, like, they're I think they're the they're the team to watch this year. They're the team that are, I think everybody's going to be. I'm not saying they're going to win All Ireland, but like. They're the team I think that everybody will want to see every single mm. one of their games, no matter would, how no matter how much Davy Ball they play. It, it, it is. It would be the the great the good story of this year if yeah. Wexford win an All Ireland, get to an All Ireland. Uh, Lee, Lee Chen played the the best hurling I've seen of his career last year, and mm. every time I see him on the pitch now, he's at this point where I think he's the best athlete on the pitch here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after the game, PJ. David Sherrill sounded like someone who was rallying a political party for an election <laughs> in response to uh, the possibility of a black card being brought in in Hurland. Uh, I think Brian Cody will join that coalition as well, yeah? <laughs> what was he? What did he say? Brian Cody. Both of them. Uh, Brian Cody is very much on the side of the, um, the defender in this. Like, Brian Cody was, was a, like a defender <laughs> Former himself. fullback, yeah. Yeah, and he was very much like on the... Defi- he... One second here. I will get this quote up for you in a second. I remember the time they used to say that it was too easy for forwards to score a goal when they couldn't hand pass the ball to the net. They were feeling sorry for the backs, so they did away with that. Now they're saying it's too hard for the forwards to score a goal, so they were doing away with something else. But what they're doing away with, Brian, is just fouling. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is... Uh this is ludicrous. Davies against as well. I, I, Davies is more like we need to. We need to make sure this does not happen. <laughs> it's like by hook or by crook, we so, cannot have the black card at all. So, what do you think is the opposition to it? Right. So, is it because it is a black card? PJ, we were looking at the rules earlier of the proposed black card, and other than it being a sin bin rather than a replacement, yeah. you know, uh, it's it's the exact same it, it's, rule it's, as it's the going football. to be as the sin bin rule is now in football. Yeah. Country, yeah? Yeah, sorry, as a, the, the original black card yeah. I meant, yeah, but sorry. So it's, it's the exact same as the football rule, except with there's an added hurley of the things you can trip people with, because you can't do that in football. No. <laughs> <laughs> so other than that, it's the exact same. And I think one of the oppositions is that that was a rule that was brought in for a specific problem in football, which is a different game and happens a lot slower, and there can be a lot more opportunities for that kind of challenge and stuff like that. But this very specific running in and goal thing has been happening in hurling since I can remember, I was telling, saying to you earlier, PJ, that like, you know, I was at the Clare Limerick All-Ireland semi-final in 2013, a week after the Sean Kavanagh, um, Conor McManus. Was it Conor McManus he took down? Yep, it was. Yeah, the, the week after the, you can forget about Sean Kavanagh as a man. And Clare were about five, six points up, latter stages of the game, still a game. And I think it was Graham Mulcahy was true, and Patrick Donnellan wrestled him to the ground. Like rugby tackle, free in, yellow card, point for Limerick. Clare is still in control of the game. Absolute goal chance. I said, oh, that, that's, like, that's as bad as it gets now. And I'm saying that as a Clare fan about yeah. to go to an All-Ireland final. Watch on the Sunday game that night. It's not even brought up, you know, compared to the Fiora or Sean Kavanagh, right? And you're thinking, like, this has been in the game for a long time. And basically, you're at the stage now where a defender, if he doesn't foul you and there's a goal chance, you're not doing your job. You know what I mean? It's just, it's part of the game. And it's just stopping lads with a bit of skill from being able to score. And what happens is then eventually someone gets through, they survive the challenge and they score. They inevitably take six or seven steps and then that's the conversation. Not the fucking, not the six fouls they've had on them in the meantime, like, you know, to get through. Um, so I don't understand why that particular rule 
doesn't want to be addressed by hurling people who want everybody to leave the game alone all the time. But I wonder, is it because you're throwing in this catch-all football solution and that if they came up with something more specific to this particular problem in hurling, but a more specific, yeah. but maybe it's an automatic penalty or something, you well, know? Going by Davy's comments yesterday after the game, I have no idea what he wants because he started talking about, like, read them out here, right? This is the rallying call. Let's not pass that motion, no matter what the story is. Like, what possible story <laughs> could happen that we'd have? That we're just like, what are they going to do? <laughs> Start doing like a, an ad going, you know, this was, this man's name is Patrick Horgan and it's in black and white. And it's like, he was going through on coal until he was hauled down. On, it's like, there's no campaign, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. We don't need that. I really hope the delegates don't go near that motion. I'll give you another example. We give our players back to the clubs for four weeks. Normally, I would then go away for a week after that, which the boys love. We're not allowed to do that. We're not allowed to do it. Absolutely crazy. You're punishing the county that has given their players back for four weeks. We don't take them. We, get, we give them back for four weeks. There are certain things it needs to be talked about with county managers and, cert- and county players about what's best. If you're helping your club, you should be rewarded in a certain way. That's what I'm saying. What has this got to do with a black card? <laughs> what are you saying, Davy? <laughs> to answer your question about the black card, the game is pretty good. Let it flow. Let it go. If something is sinister, blow it. Don't be making any changes. There wasn't. There was another. Uh, he also said that he w- there was a game a few weeks ago, uh, Wexford game, where uh, the referee was blown every two minutes, and as if players have no culpability in this whatsoever. Yeah, they, they might be fouling. It's the referee's fault for calling the free. It is in Davy's mind. There it seems to be that the players have. It's no fault of the players for fouling. No, of course not. You can have overly fussy referees though, and you can kind of there is a, there is a sense that you kind of know what's acceptable and what's not, and it might be sort of technically extra legal let's call it or something like that but you know referees can be too fussy sometimes but a lot of the time it is because it's just a lot of cynical play but again people will have seen the podge collins thing that's going around on on, on twitter of him being tackled by the leash goalkeeper yesterday and the funny thing is a lot of people are saying well that should have been a penalty and he had a card that was just a referee not doing his job there's no rule that could have changed that but the fact is that happens and that's absolutely true and then that, that probably is a, a, a legitimate punishment for that particular foul but that could easily just have happened outside the box and happens all the time and that's most goal problem. chances now in hurling this is what happens and it, I don't know whether it's we've often talked about it on this show and in various other places where it's like is there an unwillingness to discuss the bad parts of the game from the pundit class of hurling. And I've, I've never really bought into it too much, but I think when it comes to things like that, I think when it comes to mentality of players and decision-making based on win at all costs, I do feel that there's a there's a slow, like, the people are a bit slow to criticise it and to, to even think that anything might be in any way impure. I, I don't think this rule will come in. Like when, when no, it this goes, won't pass. When, no. when, it, when it goes before Congress in two weeks' time, I don't think it'll come in. This nearly feels like a flag-flying exercise here that they're trying to introduce this idea, soften them up. Maybe people will start to come up with a different idea, what they think will be a, like a better idea. But I, I, I can't see this coming in, especially as there's going to be no trial whatsoever. Yeah. It would be straight in for the championship. Like, I, 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 I can't believe that would happen. No, I and probably shouldn't, actually. But I, is this a bit too mad, right? Very, very simple thing of, like, you still get a yellow card, right? There's no there's no change in the card system, and there's no double jeopardies or anything. You still get a yellow card. But for a foul on what the referee determines as a goal chance, it's up to him, right? And for a deliberate foul on the goal chance, it's a penalty. Mm. 
Yeah. From is that in, like is that from, from, from anywhere? From within the anywhere, right? I'd, I'd say, yeah, they probably will have to put particular rules on it. But like, I would think what what is considered a genuine goal chance. You know, yeah. in the same way, in, in soccer for years, you had what was considered a genuine goal scoring opportunity was the red card threshold. Yeah. You know, that was always subjective yeah. for a referee. There was never a kind of a, a sense of that. But guys, true on goal, he could be forty yards out if there's no backs. Yeah. That's a goal chance. You know, and if he's tackled from behind, but. But it's, just, it's then that, like that. That does seem like it's not irrationally irrationally punishing something. You know, yeah, it's it's like we joke about Davian Brain Cody not wanting it in or whatever, and this sort of the hurling hurling is hurling kind of thing of like, oh, sure, there's no sinning in playing hurling. There, you can be both. You can both argue that yes, there is absolutely cynical play. But that the black card is not the solution. For instance, if there are so many problems with the black card in football still, and we're all talking about like why isn't it a free straight in front of the goals for cynical play rather than yeah. black card and somebody at the, at the end of the game and it doesn't make a blind bit of difference? Then why on earth would we bring it into Hurland? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'd actually agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so definitely, yeah. But lads, on a positive note. Yes, the more positive. Weekend, we're being yeah. more positive now. This, now. We're, we're before the show we started, we were like, we were talking, going, we should put, we should throw away the 30-second whinge because we're sick of giving, having to been forced to give out about something and all we've done for the podcast is give out. But lads... Division two, right? We're all talking about it and football is mental. Right? You're looking at the table now after three games and you've got Armagh, Cavan and Westmead all on four points. Then you've got Roscommon and Leash on three and then you've got Kildare, Fermanagh and Clare all on two. Yeah. So two points separating top and bottom. But and This happens every year in Division two, doesn't it? Yeah, and this year just matters so much more. As we were saying, PJ, there's a new cliche coming into the GAA. Well, it's not new because it's been around for ages but I've just noticed it. It's... Um, there's a real dogfight going on down there. <laughs> There's dogfights in every division, but particularly Division 2 is a dogfight at the top. Division 2 is a dogfight at the bottom. Division 3 is a dogfight at the top because of the tier championship. Division 4, though, what a win for Wicklow at the weekend. The previously, Sligo had won two games from two. Wicklow go and beat them, which means now that you've got Limerick on top with six points, but they've arguably played, I think they played Waterford in London and then got a great win against Carrow, stole it at the death. So they've got a lot, all, they've got a lot more tougher games coming up. And then you've got Wicklow, Sligo, Antrim and Wexford all in four points and Carlow in two points. So there's a serious promotion race going on there as well. The other cliche, Mark, if you bring up a cliche here, one we're going to be hearing a lot about in a few weeks, the relegation four-pointer. <laughs> <laughs> Leash, Leash and Carlow next weekend, Port Leash, uh, relegation four-pointer from Division 1. Can I ask something, and it's a question with a negative slant rather than another negative comment, right? But now that we're into this, right, and I am I was all for the tier two. I'm not 100% sure on the way they've done it, if it's the right way, and there's not going to be the proper buy-in and so on and so forth. But now that we're in this and you see the quality of these Division two teams and, and how close it all is together, and you think Kildare, say, real chance of getting relegated here, right, you know? It feels, now that it's getting closer, it feels more and more... Like, this is a little bit mad. Oh, yeah, that, that That, like, you know, that Kildare will have to get to a Leinster final to compete for the Sam Maguire, you know. I'm all in on it. But, it, but yeah, it's funny because I'm, I'm arguing with myself here because there's another side of it. It's like, it's not as if they don't have any agency in it. They've got, they've got four games now yeah. to go and win two of them, maybe, or whatever, you know. But to, we need one of the favourites to go up. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it's their fault that they're in this situation. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We yeah. need but to run good, with it's a, what I mean is, though, it's a good division. Like, as in, it, yeah. it is their fault that they're not winning the games, but at the same time, that's because there's a load of teams that are on their level. It's not as if, like, they're just not bothering. But like we need to run with this and take it even a step further. I want a thing now where whoever finishes bottom of all four divisions, right, they go into a draw, 
and there's a team picked out at random from the four and they're just not allowed to compete next year at all at any level. What, what mad crack would that be? <laughs> Talk about dogfights. Just four relegation, four e- points. Easier to shorten the season, I suppose, if yeah. that's the only thing the GEA are interested in, then work away. I could see Take that. Take out. I could see that microphone being smashed through the window if it was Cavan. And I know, what, I, I know what they do then as well, right? So what happens is, say Cavan finished bottom of Division 2 and they're one of the teams that are, they lose the draw and then inter-county football is eliminated from Cavan for yeah. 2021. Cavan's job then is to play four county championships in 2021 so they don't have any for the next four years when they're back and then I, the fixture it's exactly. abolished the it solves everything abolished. actually don't do the draw just whoever finished bottom of each of the divisions isn't allowed to play next year there's four counties gone out of the championship shortens the season player born out not an issue in those four counties and the way they work probably no, it would be cyclical most counties would end up getting their turn so players would always get a break yeah. Imagine a lot and you're like the Cowan Corla you're yeah. automatically back in for the so next year so for instance like, yeah. Cavan finished bottom of division one last year um, actually, no, sorry, it was common did. Um, but for instance, what happened to Cavan? All them lads that took a year out this year wouldn't be affected by it. Could have a year off. Are you, ma- are you making a late run for become GA president here? <laughs> a very late run. <laughs> <laughs> With the manifesto that I want to kick four teams out every year for a 12 month period. <laughs> Oh, right, so we've crap. got off we've got yeah, off on a wild one here as usual <laughs> when we come back we're going to be playing National Football League final higher or lower one quick thing right with this quiz PJ mm-hmm. is I'm going to give you the first go in it because we're, I'm in a celebratory humour now because as a Kerry man, as a proud Kerry Hurland fan, your, t- your team has gone 100% in Division 2A with another win over me at the weekend. So it, you're going to get the honour of going first in this quiz because the Kerry Hurlers are so good. You could be playing Division 1 Hurland next year. There's no danger of Kerry being not allowed <laughs> being kicked out as a county for the next year. GA. <laughs> <laughs> three wins from three lads. And what the shoot, they're playing Wicklow this weekend. The next game is against Wicklow. That's a win. And, yeah, you would think so. But the final game... This should be a cracker. Kerry Antrim. Oh. The, the, that's the, whoever wins that is probably going up. It'll probably be, it'll probably decide who goes up into Division 1. And I know, just I, I think that Kerry going up into Division 1, it, it could do a lot. Like, it could really, playing games against those top tier teams will really help them. Yeah. Because I heard Shane O'Brien, the, uh, the Westmead coach at the weekend, after, after, the, after playing Cork, talking about, like, you think like we are losing games, but we are improving. Like they they only lost the Cork by four points, and the conditions weren't great. But playing against those top level teams every week just brings like it brings everyone up a level. Yeah, and I think like I was interviewing uh, Rory O'Connor, the Wexford hurler, a few weeks ago, and asked him about the new format. Well, I thought it was an interesting point that he brought up in that he thought it was good um, because essentially, like they're they're. Taking they're like taking the hurling bible to to other counties like <laughs> these, these I know he is talking about Westmead, Carlo and Leash but you know that they are yeah. they're getting to play these teams they're they're getting they're like there's big name hurlers going to play in those counties 
and it does improve it does increase the popularity Definitely. of the sport it'll, like, yeah. it'll be so great to see because I feel like that this kind of like this next generation and them getting to play more and more has been those three teams and it's like but Kerry have always been Kerry for the last at least three years have been really on their heels like and mm. not far behind so for them to be like I'd love to see Antrim back in a way but it's kind of like you're you're used to seeing Antrim play still, even even though they've been gone a while. You're used to see them playing Cork or everyone else. But Kerry, like it's a long time since we've seen them kind of play, you know, in a sit in a run of games against the top top teams. I think it'd be brilliant for hurling in the area. Like, oh yeah, I think, and they've got a genuine superstar that, yeah. like everyone yeah. kind of wants to see more of in Shane Conway. Whatever like, about the scheduling, the Fitzgibbon Cup issues, whatever the Fitzgibbon Cup has been brilliant for bringing Shane Conway. To the entire country, National anyone action, who wasn't yeah, paying yeah. attention to the Kerry Hoarders, like Jesus, look at this lad. In a, in a game featuring so many like Cork intercounty names, Waterford intercounty names, Kilkenny intercounty names, that the star was a Kerry man. I'd say it was a surprise a lot of people, and it was surprise like a lot of those like casual people who would make jokes about Kerry hurling being like on a level with the Kilkenny footballers. Yeah, who kind of oh wait, hold on, maybe maybe, maybe, yeah. they, maybe they actually take this sport seriously down in Kerry, and they yeah. do. The, before we move on to the quiz, you should you mentioned Westmead there and how they're improving. Like I think people would have seen that yesterday. We shouldn't me- we should mention their performance against Cork. Like it might be weather aided and it might have been like Cork down to fourteen men aided, but like they ran them close. Cork needed those second half goals, yeah. and that's exactly that's that's just what we want. We don't even need these teams winning these games yet. You know what I mean? We just need them making them games. They really did. Yeah. Leash made a game Leash for Clare. Well, yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah, and I would, like, I, I would expect that from Leash at this stage, you know, given what they did last year. But, you know, Carlo weren't, weren't too far off. The, that, that game, you can nearly write off. Like, that was another one played in just silly yeah. conditions. Mm. Right, lads. It's time for National League final, higher or lower. So, the, this game, I've got a list of 19 teams here and the amount of times they featured in a National League final. Don't have to have won it, just have to be in the final. Uh, I'm going to start with one, right? The starting point is the Clare Hurlers. They were in the National League final, only counting Division 1, obviously, 10 times in their history. Mm-hmm. Won it four times. So, PG, you get to go first because of the fact that the efforts of Shane Conway at all. Uh, and you're go- so you have to guess the next county I mention, whether they're higher or lower in terms of the final appearances. Gotcha. Right? There are 19... Whoever gets the last, if you get, whoever's in control of the board of the last one, you obviously get a stab at it. If you get it wrong, the other person's the winner. If you get it right, you're the winner. So the whole thing is you need to be in control of the board at number 19 so that your fate is in your hands. Gotcha. Once you get one wrong, it hands over to make a mix on, mix and mix. We've understood this five minutes ago. Right. Come on. Is this, by the way, division one only if it's football? Yeah. yeah it's just, yeah. Claire Hurlers, 10 times appeared in the final. Donegal Footballers. Ooh. I lower yeah lower yes you're right they appeared four times or at once next up Offaly Hurlers oh I would it must be higher it, it has to be higher six I'd say yeah higher yeah lower three times oh, wow one at once make it go pass it over to you you've got the you've got the the baton uh, Dublin Hurlers lower higher eight times wow one, three times right PJ sure, yeah can remember two of them. Back to you. <laughs> New York footballers. Oh, lower. Higher. <laughs> Ten times. What a three. Between uh, 1949 and 1950 and 1989, 1988, 89, uh, for those 10, for 10 seasons, uh, New York footballers got a buy straight into the final. So, <laughs> ah, <laughs> uh, back to you, Mick. <laughs> Trick question. For Scotland footballers, higher or lower than 10? Lower. 
Lower. Three times. Uh, Galway footballers. Higher. Yes, 10 times. Cork footballers. Oh, higher. 14 times. Yeah. Oh, you're in a so They won the league every year yeah. one time there, yeah. The Cork hurlers. Higher. Yes, 22. Ooh. The Limerick hurlers. Lower. Yes, 21. Oh, oh this is one. One of 12 times. The Mead footballers. What's the number? Uh, higher or lower than 21. Lower. Lower, 13, you're right. The Kildare footballers. Lower. Yes, five, you're right. The Tyrone footballers. Jesus, I'm, <laughs> I'm dying here. Uh, five, is it? Um, higher or lower than five? Oh, jeez, that's close. That could be four. I'll go higher. Oh, it's lower. It was four. <laughs> 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 so it's back to PJ. Go instinct, go We've got six counties left, PJ. Derry footballers, higher or lower than four? Higher. Higher, yes, they're in it 12 times, six times. times. Yeah. Galway hurlers, PJ, higher or lower than 12? Ooh, higher. Yes, Great league 16 team. times. Yeah. One of 10. Dublin footballers, higher or lower than 16? Oh, oh higher. Yes, has to be higher. 26. Yeah, oh, that's an easy one. Next Three to go. Kilkenny hurlers, higher or lower than 26? Oh. <laughs> higher. 29. Tipperary hurlers, higher or lower than 29? Lower. Wrong, is back oh, to the yes. <laughs> Two to go. Right. Actually, sorry, one to go because it's Kerry hurlers. 39 appearances. So. No, Tipperary hurlers. Tipperary hurlers, sorry. 39. 39 appearances. So, for the win. 39, Rick, it's going to be Kilkenny, isn't it? No, we went to Kilkenny before oh. that. For the win. Oh. Kilkenny, or sorry, Kerry footballers, higher or lower than 39 National League final appearances? This was a quiz well done, Mark, I have to yeah. say. Um, You've really brought the buzz here. <laughs> lower. Star Mick has arrived. Oh, Congratulations. Yes. 27 appearances, won 20 of them. Oh, 39 <laughs> finals for the Tipperary <laughs> What a ridiculous number. <laughs> Well, there you go congratulations Mick you win the admiration uh, of all the people listening to this show great admiration and of a nation that'll do me I'm out of breath now I'm going to check the old uh, the old smartwatch yeah my heart beats at 105 uh, <laughs> fat burning here at the podcast without ever having to get up off the chair uh, I imagine everybody else that listens on the edge of their seat as well thank you all very much for listening uh, if you've not subscribed yet be sure to do so you can find us by searching the Balls on all podcasts on all good podcast apps or indeed if you just want to listen to our GA content search the GA on Balls on all good podcast apps we'll be back later on in the week on Wednesday with the build up uh, we'll be chatting to Stephen Ferris ahead of the return of the Six Nations this weekend but until then mind yourself. 